Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into What Makes Me Mad, a podcast where I discuss the things that make me mad. What is going on, everybody? This is episode 142 of the podcast. My first podcast back since October 14th, 2023. It's now officially, I am recording on January 12th. 2024 so i apologize for the massive layoff in between podcasts let me spit out my gum real quick here i thought that double mint was gonna be a good idea but i have to save that for later anyway i am officially back recording podcast episodes it's been a pain in the ass trying to find a time to record but I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to start trying to get back into the week things. And I have said that about 20 different times on this podcast since moving out. It's just basically what has happened is I've moved into a house that had a very annoying dog for a while. Now in a very annoying cat. The very annoying cat might be moving out soon and the annoying dog is now at a different household. So, you know, they're both moved out, I should say. So, now it's like prime opportunity for me to record, not have to deal with no distractions, and then I could start supplying the world with some stuff that has made me mad recently. And the reason, though, why I wanted to do this was because I thought, you know, January, a good month to start recording some podcasts, get some stuff out to the public again, let everybody know, hey, I'm still doing this podcast, and it's kind of almost like a New Year's resolution, hey, I'm going to start putting out these podcasts weekly again. Should be pretty easy to do, right? What I got to do, pull out the laptop, open it up, open up GarageBand, and hit the record button, and go. It's not that hard, but I like to make things a little bit difficult than it has to be sometimes. So I've got some stuff that has made me mad recently. And I'm ready to discuss it. And the reason, though, why I wanted to record, I put a deadline on when I'm going to have to record an episode. Because I have some good episode stuff to record on today. And I was like, because Saturday is the start of the NFL playoffs. And if I miss it, if I miss recording by that deadline, then it's not going to be, you know, timely. So I was like, I've got to come on here and discuss some of the stuff that has made me mad. And I should be in a good mood about the NFL playoffs. I like the NFL playoffs. A lot at stake. A lot of drama. The best teams squaring off against each other. I mean, the Eagles and Buccaneers really aren't the two best teams, but that's besides the point. Mostly, you have fantastic matchups. And even, like, when I look at the playoffs, there's so many good matchups that I am excited about. The Chiefs versus Dolphins has the potential to be a high-scoring affair between the two offenses that we know. Lions versus Rams. Two quarterbacks that were traded for each other now square off again. Matthew Stafford makes his return back to Detroit. That's must-see TV. I'm going to make sure my ass is in that couch watching that game for a full 60 minutes. No phone distraction. Not that I am glued to that TV. That is drama right there. And, like, Buffalo. Buffalo versus Pittsburgh. Both teams entering the playoffs very hot. But it's a good thing they're entering hot because the weather in Buffalo, oh, it's going to be a little cold. It's going to be a little chilly. 
They might even get about six inches of snow during the game. That's exactly what I want in playoff football. And by the way, side note, apparently the Buffalo Bills are getting a new stadium here in like 2025, 2026, and it's a retractable roof. How dumb is that? You're in Buffalo. You get the lake effect snow. Use it as a home field advantage. You're in a division with the Dolphins. The Dolphins hate playing in cold weather because they're from Miami. I mean, why would you go make things neutral? Use that cold weather to your advantage. So that's very dumb on their part. But And I also kind of like, you know, rap. Ralph Wilson Stadium. I thought it looked very nice. It had a cozy feel to it. It's Buffalo. You know, you don't need any glitz and glamour in Buffalo. It's not New York. You don't need this brand new spanking new stadium with all the glitz and glamour that you have in like an LA stadium with your retractable roofs and you know your uh I mean they all kind of look the same now. They all got a retractable roof. They all got you know a big scoreboard, uh big jumbotron. Uh, the, pex the plexiglass that uh, hangs on the outside that looks see-through. They're all kind of the same, I've noticed. And then you, they get the new stadium, and then in about 20 years from now, hey, we kind of need a new stadium. And then it's like the same, same thing over and over again. Sometimes if you got history at your old stadium, stay there. Anyway, that's besides the point. I should be in a good mood, though. Yeah, I should be excited to watch all these matchups. But I'm not going to be able to watch one of these matchups. Because the NFL decided, hey, Chiefs Dolphins, you guys get to play on Peacock. Yeah, Peacock gets a playoff game. I've talked about this before on the podcast with regular season. I even talked about it when the news first broke of Peacock getting a playoff game. It is one of the stupidest decisions and it pisses me off so much that they're taking a playoff game and putting it on Peacock, on a streaming service. And you can argue, oh, it only costs $5.99, or it only does this and that. No, if I'm paying for cable, or if I'm paying for YouTube TV, I should be able to get the games. I'm sorry, enough of all this bouncing around. Oh, it's streaming service here, streaming service there. And I've talked about this immensely, and I'm so fed up of talking about it, but it just keeps happening. And I think Peacock is at the top of the list of streaming services that has made me most mad. Do you know how hard it is to pass something that's Amazon-related that makes me mad and be even more mad about that? I hate Peacock. I hated it when they first started getting into soccer. Because, you know, I would love to watch Manchester United potentially on Sunday. But no, that game's going to be on Peacock. You know, I love I love watching Big Ten. I love watching Big Ten football. I like watching Big Ten basketball. And now some of the games are on Peacock. I would have loved to have watched Nebraska take down number one Purdue at home. But no, that game had to be on Peacock. So guess who didn't watch it? I didn't because I don't have Peacock and I'm not getting Peacock. And then, you know, NBC, the whole Sunday night, they're talking up, oh, this Peacock game's going to be so great. No, it's not. It's going to be a fucking shit show. You mean to tell me that, like, the playoff games would do great numbers. They've always done great numbers on regular TV. People will watch football if it's free. But now, all of a sudden, that it feels like, mm, 
let's start trying to make a little bit more money. And I saw an article today where some guy was, was trying to fund that phone was like, oh, this really isn't a cash grab. And it's like, no, it, it's a cash grab. It is a complete cash grab. They're not going to get anywhere near the ratings that they would normally get if they would just nor normally put it on regular TV. And how unfair of a punishment is it? Like, I've come to accept the facts where it's like, okay, the Packers are going to play at least once or twice on Thursday night. And hey, it might be an Amazon game. Oh, well, I won't watch it or I'll go to a bar and watch it. I've come to grips for that. It's regular season. Not the biggest deal in the world. Playoff? We're putting playoff football on streaming? How fucking stupid are we? Name any other sport, like the big league sports like NBA, MLB, NHL, college. Are any of them putting their playoffs on streaming services? No. So why is the NFL, which is like number one in ratings, why are they doing that? It blows my mind. Is that how desperate you are for money, NFL? That you have to take a bunch of money from Peacock? And this is why I get so frustrated. And I'm not watching the game. I don't care how good of a game it is. I'm not watching it. Because you want to know what's going to happen. It's going to be Peacock gets a wild card game. And then HBO Max is going to be like, oh, we would love to have a divisional game. And then Amazon Prime is going to get the NFC Championship games. NFC Championship game. And then the Super Bowl is going to be exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Or the Super Bowl is going to be a pay-per-view event. So this is what's going to happen, NFL fans. If you go out and you decide, oh, I'll just buy it because it's only 5 bucks for just the game. Or maybe you decide, oh, I want to try out Peacock, anything like that. I'll give it a try. Then that's just giving the NFL the green light of, okay, we can get away with this. Let's run with it. And then the floodgates are going to open and it's going to be and it's just going to, they're just going to be as many streaming services as possible. And it's not just going to be, oh, streaming services along with that. Like, no, they're going to, they're going to do all this. But then also, too, you're still going to need cable to watch the games. Or you're still going to need YouTube TV to watch the games. That's basically how it's going to go. You're going to need all this other nickel and dime stuff. Like, you're going to need all this nickel and dime stuff to watch football but then also too you're still gonna need to pay the big bill as well too it makes no sense it's basically like if you went into a movie you pay your 12 dollars at the gate then you go in and then it seems like at each like part of the movie they're like oh by the way it costs another additional five bucks sorry that's just how it goes but hey if the nfl wants to go down this route fine i've talked about it before but i'll say it again i get it you're the national like you're the most popular sport right now totally get it but guess what Boxing was America's pastime at one point, and baseball was America's pastime at one point. You want to be greedy? You want to go down this fucking road? Guess what? The two other sports did that as well, too. And you want to know why they lost their popularity? Greed. You want to go down this road with all the streaming services and trying to make as much money as possible? Go for it. Fine by me. You want to fuck around and find out? Go for it. Just go for it. So, I'm not paying... Five bucks, and especially for someone like me. Yeah, I could maybe, you know, flip the bill on a YouTube TV subscription for a month. Or maybe I could do cable or stuff like that. I don't have the extra, uh, like what? It would be $150 a year probably to get ESPN Plus, Peacock, Amazon Prime, 
and all that. Like, four different streaming services to, if I wanted to watch every NFL game? No. Like, I, I can't do that. I love the sport, but I'm not doing it. So I encourage everybody that's, like, a fan. Even if you're a fan. Like, I was fully prepared. If the Packers were going to get the Peacock game to get a radio app or something going on my phone or go out and buy an actual radio and listen to Wayne Larravee on the call there. All right? Because I'm not paying... Eight bucks a month so I could watch the NFL potentially have their refs screw something up. Because that's another thing that drives me insane. They want you to pay all this money for the streaming services and stuff like that. But it seems like none of it's going towards fixing their officiating problem. Which seems to get worse and worse. And it's really discouraging because they actively tell you to gamble on their games and play fantasy football. But then you have refs that aren't even full-time out there completely fucking shit up and i totally get it it is hard being a referee but there are so many different things the nfl could do to help them out but they don't do they could make roughing the passer a lot easier to call but it's just so uh you know by each crew is gonna call it a different way pass interference is very subjective right now and it drives me insane holding as well too and then you have some really bad just calls as well, too. And if you have all these stuff that they have to watch out for, makes things a little bit harder. And they're not even... And just the fact that they're not even full-time. NFL makes so much money. You could easily have these guys work full-time and be like, all right, let's actively work to get you guys caught up to speed and get you guys better at this sport. Because right now, you know how funny it's going to be? They, they want you to sign up for that Peacock game. And then it comes down to a really bad call at the end of it. I would be sitting on my couch going, wow, I just spent three hours watching that game, spent eight bucks for a streaming service, and it all just came down to a missed call. Like, great job, NFL. You want me to gamble on that? Yeah, good luck with that. And that's another thing that drives me nuts, too. People could say, oh, it only costs six, Peacock only costs $9.99 a month. Yeah, but then guess what? It's going to go up. They've ne- and I've never seen a streaming service go, you want to know what? We're so glad you're a subscriber. Here, we're going down in price for you. I just got the thing from ESPN Plus that was like, ah, yeah, our subscription's going to be going up. Sorry. And it's like, oh, okay, that that's cool. It's not, not like, you know, you guys just shelled out a bunch of money so you can get the college football playoff again, and it's potentially going to... 12 teams, so you're going to make even more money off that. You're trying to hog all the college football rights. But yet, for me, it's, oh, hey, we got to nickel and dime you and raise the rights for it. Because I guarantee you, Peacock's going to go to their subscribers and be like, oh, sorry, our rates are actually going to be going up now. We spent $200 million on a wild card game, and we kind of need to offset that. And then it's going to be 10 bucks here, 11 bucks, 12 bucks, so on, so forth. And guess what? A lot of people... They're ditching streaming services now. A lot of people are going down to just one or two. Like, I've just got the ESPN Plus that I'm playing, paying for. And honestly, that's really all what I need. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not getting three or four streaming services. Because what the streaming services are figuring out, or they're not really figuring it out. They continue to make dumb decisions, and then their profit goes down, and now they're panicking. But it would just be, hmm, we're raising rates. I've seen streaming services add ads to it, and they're getting rid of episodes. The whole point of streaming services was because it was cheaper than cable. There were no ads. You could binge watch your favorite episodes. 
but now you really can't do that. And then they're like, how come nobody want to buy our streaming service no more? Like, dude, what made you so popular in the first place? Drives me insane how stupid these companies are. All that they care about is money. And I get that's all what it takes for you guys. To, you know, obviously money is what makes your business go around. But that it's like, dude, what do you expect? You can't nickel and dime your customer base and actively try to piss them off and wonder what happens when they leave. And guess what? I hate to tell you this as well too. The boom of the streaming service era was during the pandemic when everyone was just at their house trying to pass the time. So binge watching shows were pretty manageable. Guess what? I hate to break it to you guys for you companies. You're not going to have record-breaking profits every year. And just because you don't have record-breaking profits doesn't mean you should lay off half your workforce. It drives me insane when I see companies that are so profitable, <coughs> but yet they have to lay people off because they're like, oh, we're just not making enough profit. And it's like, screw off. You have so many people at the top of your company that are making so much money, but yet you think it's easier to lay off the people at the bottom that aren't making as much and give the people that are still down there more work than you guys do? Yeah, you guys suck. You deserve to watch your company go up in flames. And I feel bad for all the people that would have to lose their jobs off that, but you, I hope all the big-time executives, CEOs, and the big shots that think they're so fucking great, yeah, it's a good little wake-up call for them. Hope they like it. Well, it's just, and it's also hilarious too because like Peacock lost like what two hundred million or something, like it it lost or maybe it was more than that. I want to say it was billions they lost. They gained more users, but they like lost billions of dollars. It's like, oh yeah, great model. Yeah, I'm sure you're gonna make that up in the far time. If I start up a business, and in the first year we lose seventy billion dollars, and then the next year we lose sixty billion, and then the next year we only lose what 35 billion after a while like if you're an investor you're gonna be like okay i want to make profit i know we're going in the right direction but how long until we start getting in the black here so hey i really hope the nfl fucks around and finds out this weekend i hope chiefs chiefs dolphins is one of the lowest rated viewed games of all time so a plea to all the Taylor Swift fans that are going to watch the game for Travis Kelsey, please don't individually go out and buy Peacock. Like, listen, Taylor Swift will probably be at the game. Let the paparazzi grab a photo of her. You don't have to watch for her. NFL fans, if you want to watch the game so bad, the YouTube TV, uh, or no, the YouTube channel for NFL will put out highlights of the game about 30 minutes after it gets done. So all you got to do, just wait 30 minutes. Boom. 20-minute highlight reel. You're able to get all caught up on the game. But if you do got to watch the game, say you're a Chiefs fan. I mean, I guess also, too, it's available in the Kansas City market or Miami market. But that's really dumb because not every fan that's in the market is from solely from like Kansas City. So if Green Bay would have got it, like I don't think we would have gotten it down in southern Wisconsin because we're not in the Green Bay, you know, territory. But it's like, listen, if you got to watch the game, get a viewing party going. What person buys Peacock and then 50 of you show up at that house? 
Like, don't individually reward Peacock. Somebody bite the bullet, buy it, and then everybody come to your house and watch it. That's what I did for a pay-per-view one time. Pay-per-view boxing match. $100? Everybody that want to come over and watch it? We'll split the cost evenly, and then that way we're only spending, what, 20 bucks in total instead of $100 on it? That's the way to do it. You don't go out and individually buy Pika. Get a big, huge-ass viewing party. So if you are a big listener of What Makes Me Mad, and you've listened to this before the game starts, and you're a Chiefs or Dolphins fan, tag us on Instagram and say, hey, big Peacock viewing party because we want to stick it to Peacock, and I, there's about 40 people in that party, tag me in it. because, And I'll like it. I'll even say, hey, way to stick it to the NFL. Because one person buying Peacock and 40 people watching is a lot better than 40 individual people buying Peacock. Like, we got to put, like, this is the ultimate hold the line situation where if we could show the NFL, hey, we may like your product, but we're the ones that run the show. We're the ones that pay your paychecks. We're not letting you do this. We hold the line, and I guarantee you that all of a sudden, okay, we'll start putting games free again. But it just drives me nuts that they're just like, yeah, yeah, no, we're, we're going to put a game on Peacock. Sorry, not we know we're the NFL, we're cash cow. All right, game on. I won't watch. I love football, but I won't watch a playoff game because you're stupid enough to put it on Peacock. Literally, like, was fully prepared to sit down and watch wild card football this whole weekend. But, hey, I mean, I guess I'll either work on Saturday night or I'll get caught up on my documentaries. And then when my documentaries get done, I'll hit YouTube and then I'll search Chiefs Dolphins highlights. And then I'll get my 20-minute highlight reel. And then guess who didn't spend money on a Peacock subscription? That's right. I didn't. So shout out to that. But on a more positive note, though, the Packers are in the playoffs. And I am excited about it because this young offense led by Jordan Love is going to be carving through the NFL for the next 10 years and I'm excited to watch that young team blossom like a flower. This team was, what, 2-5 and five at one point? Couple of wins against backup quarterbacks. An easy schedule. And all of a sudden, the Packers find themselves in the playoff hunt. And then all of a sudden, they found themselves out of the playoff hunt. But now they're back into the playoff hunt. And then they were able to finally clinch a playoff spot. The last playoff spot. With a win over their arch rivals, the Chicago Bears. And now they're going into the playoffs. They go down to Dallas, Jerry World. Led by former Green Bay Packer head coach Mike McCarthy. And I mean, what a fun rivalry Packers versus Cowboys is. They get to meet up in the playoffs. I just watched the 2016 one where the Packers knocked the Cowboys out of the playoffs. Thanks to a last second field goal by Money Mace Mason Crosby booted the Packers into the next round where they were solely trampled by the Atlanta Falcons because we had nobody in our secondary that could cover Julio Jones. It was a terrible time, but the Cowboys game was a fun time. But anyway, this young team is hot. They're hungry. They're feisty. They're scrappy. They really don't have much of a defense, but hey, yeah, I'm excited to see them go down to Jerry World, and I think they could give the Cowboys a battle. It'll be interesting to see if the defense can hold up. But what has made me mad, though, this entire season, and will continue to make me mad, 
throughout the year is this Packers defense led by incompetent defensive coordinator Joe Barry. I was able to read something on Twitter the other day where someone made a list of Joe Barry, like leading def- like defensive coordinators, like at his stops at defensive coordinator at Detroit, Washington, and now Green Bay. Someone made a list of career days that people have had against Joe Barry-led defenses. Let me tell you, that list was long. The dude sucks as a defensive coordinator. But to his credit, the past two weeks, the Packers' defense has played pretty, pretty good. However, the level of competition has not been good. I mean, he went up to Minnesota and faced a backup quarterback. And then this week against the Bears, he was able to let him bend but not break him for a touchdown. Well, it's just one of the things. I am so over him as a defensive coordinator. I'd rather let our defense play aggressive. We have nine first-round draft picks on that defense. There's no way all of them suck. I've seen individual flashes. Just let them be aggressive and play up on their receivers. Blitz the quarterback. Get after I'm tired of this whole, oh, let's just try to give up a field goal. No, I'm tired of giving up seven-minute drives because then that doesn't give our offense a whole lot of time to work with. In the first half, our offense only had three offensive possessions in the first half, I want to say. Like, even if then, like, you score 21 points, that's still, like, that's, like, average at best maybe to score for a half. It's so... My plea to Joe Barry is the Cowboys are going to torch your secondary if you just play off the ball, let them do whatever. So you have to be aggressive. You have to let everybody get after them. But my biggest concern, and there are two concerns that I had with this Packers team going to the playoffs. One, they're going to get the Peacock game. I avoided that. I avoided that disaster. But my other worry is that Matt LaFleur, great offensive mind, Great play caller. I love him as head coach of the Packers. But holy shit, he holds on to really bad assistant coaches for way too long. Like, Joe Barry should have been let go at the latest, latest Tampa Bay game. Like, the one where Mayfield went in and just torched the Packers. Anytime the Buccaneers had the ball, they basically went down and scored. Mayfield picked apart our pass our pass defense. But yet yeah, LaFleur gets up to the podium every week, defends his buddy Joe Barry, and it's the same thing. We gotta go out, watch him the following week, watch him get picked apart. The following week, they get picked apart. I mean the Panthers with one of the worst offenses in football. We didn't hardly get any pressure. They scored 30 on us. They almost tied it up the game in 20 seconds. Because they completed two long pass plays. How bad do you have to be as a defensive coordinator to let that happen? And then they get up at the podium. Oh, the offense has to do better. The offense scored 33 points. That should be plenty. How does this guy still have a job? I mean, come on, man. Like, we're watching the Buccaneers game. He has a slow linebacker trying to guard Chris Godwin. And then he gets torn to pieces three different times. I had to watch Devondre Campbell, who's been a fine linebacker for the Packers. A great free agent pickup. But he got absolutely torched. Why are you having a middle linebacker try to guard their second best player? 
their second best wide receiver. That makes no sense. His matchups just blow my mind. He'll take slow, unathletic linebackers and try to put them on their best receivers. And it's like anybody that's watched football knows. Okay, cornerbacks are going to match up with wide receivers. Linebackers, you get tight ends. Safeties, you also get tight ends slash running backs. Defensive linemen, linebackers, you rush the quarterback, you take on the linemen. It's not that hard. Stop trying to overcomplicate things. And then all of a sudden, we got people like Preston Smith, who I love. And trying to guard Devontae Adams. How does that matchup happen? Oh, God, this is what happens. You're up in the booth. You see Preston Smith is going out against Devontae. And then you call timeout. Or you have somebody switch. Or maybe you don't run zone as much. Because it's fairly obvious that it wasn't working with Devondre Campbell trying to guard Chris Godwin. and it, But he kept doing it, kept doing it, and doing it. And then we go down to Carolina. A game we should easily win. Looks like we're easily going to win. And then all of a sudden, oh, Panthers go down and score. All of a sudden, it's an eight-point game. Packers get the ball back. They get, like, a first down, or maybe they get a three and out or something. We give the ball back to the Panthers. They go down and score. Tie game. We get the ball back. We go down, kick a field goal. There's, like, 20 seconds left. We should be good. Then all of a sudden, they almost go down, kick a field. Like, at this point, like, the dude, it's just not been good. All right, we barely got past the Chargers, and the only reason we got past the Chargers is because they dropped five wide-open passes. All right, like, Communication's not been good. Everything has not been good defensively, and it needs to change. And my biggest fear is that Matt LaFleur is going to see this team and be like, hell yeah, we made the playoffs with the youngest team in the league. We got to keep everybody around. And we should keep basically everybody around except for Joe Barry. Like, I get, yeah, the past two weeks, the defense has been good. But it's not like we've been facing Hall of Fame quarterbacks on the other end. Like... Baker Mayfield and Bryce Young picked us apart two weeks before that. And then we faced a rookie face in his first start. And it was like a fifth round pick. And then Justin Fields, who really doesn't have a whole lot of weapons outside of DJ Moore. Like, like congratulations on doing the absolute bare minimum as a defensive coordinator. And so my biggest fear is that Matt LaFleur is going to be like, Oh, we got playoffs? All right, cool. Joe Barry, three-year extension for you. We wouldn't have gotten here without you, pal. Because I guarantee you, we don't, we're not winning the Super Bowl if Barry's the defensive coordinator. We're just not. All right. He could be the greatest guy in the world, and maybe he, you could keep him on the staff as like a defensive assistant or something like that, but somebody else has to take the reins. All right. Like Mike Pettin wasn't terrible. But if his performance got him let go, then Joe Barry should have been gone months ago. All right? And we need to get somebody young with a good mind and let him get after the quarterback. Because there's no way with all the guys that we have on the team that our defense should be that piss poor. I'm just sorry. There's no way. And it's just crazy that there's all that talent, all that free agent capital. But yet it's the offense led by mainly rookies. Leading the charge because our defensive coordinator is an idiot and our head coach doesn't understand that. Love LaFleur, but if he wants to hitch his wagon to Joe Barry, 
then all right, you're hitching your wagon to Joe Barry, man, and you can see what happens because he's never had a good defense in his life. He probably never will. The his first year with the Packers was probably his best, but like even then, it was middle of the pack mediocre, and it's just gotten worse ever since then. So if we're gonna hitch our great offense to a really bad defense, then we're not winning a Super Bowl anytime soon. All right, I'm sorry. It's just bound to happen. So let's see what happens on Sunday. But I just beg for two things for the wild card weekend. One is that nobody watches Chiefs and Dolphins. And the second thing is that if the Packers season gets done, Joe Barry hits the road. Then we could really start seeing what this team's going to be doing. All right, that's going to do it for this times edition of the podcast hopefully i'll talk to you guys next week thank you